Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Courtney Quinn. I'm a corporate dropout turned serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping female business owners step into your power and reach your full potential in business and in life. I'm on a mission to empower more women to become their own boss while teaching them how to do it in a healthy, scalable way that supports your dream life so that you're running a business and not owning a business that runs you. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're still toying with the idea of diving into your own business, you're in the right place if you're looking for tools to support you as you are navigating the world of entrepreneurship as a woman, because I'm going to get real with you on how to do so. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we are joined by Courtney Elko. Courtney of Go Live Your Story is a business coach with nearly 20 years of content creation experience as a former full-time writer and editor at news and travel websites. How cool is that? After being laid off in the pandemic, she started her coaching business in order to help entrepreneurs get clear on their messaging, marketing, and business strategy by understanding their own story. She helps her clients to show up authentically online and use storytelling to sell their products and services through offer creation, launch strategy, and content. Courtney believes there's a story behind everything, and she wants to hear yours. And today we will be getting granular on how you can do just that. Courtney, welcome to the Female CEO Show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yes, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to dive into all of this and just kind of talk a little bit more about your journey and your expertise and how the audience can utilize storytelling to improve their content. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, my background is very much in storytelling. It's like everything I, I know. <laughs> Even as far back as childhood, I the, my first like diary that had a cool little lock and key, um, I was obsessed. And I, oh, I, I have a... I have a visual like memory of sitting on my childhood home's like stairs and just like writing in my journal. <laughs> and I, I still and I still actually have it. And I have gone back and read and I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> those <laughs> are, was those are so cringe to read. <laughs> so cringe, yes. And I remember stressing over where I was going to hide the key as well. Like the key was even more important than the actual writing. Like so no one would be able to get into it. So all of my secrets were revealed. <laughs> I had um a diary and it was like voice command. It was oh. definitely one of those things that was like on a commercial on Nickelodeon. And it had like a voice password. And I was like, this is so cool. And I remember my brother would just do like a high pitched voice and could get in it. <laughs> and I was oh my like, gosh, that's funny. I was mortified. He like took it from me and ran into his room and locked the door. And I could just hear him in his room. My password was Twirl Girl. And he was like, oh Twirl my God. <laughs> and it would open and it like played a song. And I was like, no. <laughs> Seven-year-old oh, Courtney was like, no, you can't no. my, my inner yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. See, you were advanced. I just had the old school lock and key. <laughs> right, but that, that was obviously yeah. safer. It, 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 yes, clearly. Yeah. Security. That's so <laughs> That's funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after my diary days, I did get into uh, the, the writing space. I um, worked at several um, news and travel websites in, in my career. And pre, pre-pan- 
pandemic, I had my dream dream job as a travel editor at a family travel website. After being in the news industry for several years, landing a job in the travel space was an absolute dream. I got to travel around and then and write about it. So it was great because news is it's news is exciting, but it's not the greatest. <laughs> the tra- travel's better. Yes. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, travel is much better. So while it was a dream job, dreams aren't always perfect. There was no room for growth at the corporation I was in. There was definitely a ceiling. Um, it took me a very long time to get even my first promotion just because there was nowhere to go. People don't leave at where I work because because of the travel. You just don't quit. It's kind of like a golden handcuffs type of thing. You stay because you get to travel, even though you're staying the same <laughs> for years. <laughs> so, um, But the golden handcuffs are ripped off in the pandemic <laughs> when I was laid off. Um, the travel industry was hit pretty hard, as we all know, during the pandemic. And I was part of a mass layoff. And it was not my first layoff either, which is not fun. I've been in the, new, the news world. There's many layoffs all the time. So yeah, that was my third layoff at at that point. And I was just tired. I was so tired of being laid off. And none of them were ever my my fault, thank Mm -hmm. God. But um, I was just tired of a corporation dictating my life, my salary, my job title. It Yeah, I was over it for sure. Um, But I never, and I always wanted to own my own business, but I didn't really know what that could look like for a writer or an editor. Like what kind of business <laughs> can I, can a writer have? I had a blog. I had started a blog years prior to being laid off in the pandemic, but I, it kind of just sat there and it was a travel blog. So while I did try and like bring it back a little bit in the pandemic, it still was the same issue <laughs> with travel being an issue. Um, but I did start showing up a lot on Instagram during the pandemic times. Um, and I had always been showing up on, on Instagram through my corporate jobs, but I was always sharing other people's stories. My entire career was based on sharing other people's stories. And I did it well, but I never talked about myself because that's like an extreme no-no in the journalism world. You don't use the word I ever you don't mm-hmm. insert yourself into the story. So when I first started showing up on Instagram, like during the pandemic times, it was just entertaining myself and trying to be funny. I was still kind of sharing other people's stories and not my own. Um, I did a thing called Puzzle Time that is like kind of what started all, all of this, <laughs> which is very weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I worked on a puzzle. Like it's not as well. I was being <laughs> but I was working. I live alone. So I was entertaining myself during lockdown times and I was working on this puzzle and it was a um, a scene in Paris, France. It was like a couple arm in arm. There was like a dog and the Eiffel Tower and all the things. And I was telling the story of the puzzle, like making funny things about the puzzle as I put it together (laughs) and telling that story on Instagram. And I'm still telling someone else's story. I was literally, I was telling the story (laughs) of an inanimate object. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh my God. So there was a turning, a a very weird turning point when I got to putting the couple together, like arm in arm, I started talking to 
Instagram about how I was single and how I was looking for a man and all the things and started shared maybe a little bit about some old dating stories. But I turned this story on myself a little bit with that tiny, teeny, tiny insight into myself that I put out into the world. And I remember I re-recorded it numerous times. Like it was like three sentences. (laughs) I was like, nope, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. Um, And like that was kind of the beginning of it all, which is very odd. I didn't know it at the time. Now looking back, I'm like, that is total puzzle time. That moment in puzzle time (laughs) was, was when I figured I kind of started figuring it all out. I yeah, that. That's yeah. so cool. What an awesome, like, just like a natural origin story. Like, that just happened. Yeah. So, as you were, like, working up the nerve, almost, <laughs> to, like, share this, like, a personal story that was something that wasn't natural to you, but also, like, opening up about your dating life. Like, that is right. very vulnerable. Like, kind of what was going through your head then and like what made you decide to be like yes like I'm going to press publish on this um I I was being funny so that was more of it (laughs) I made it humorous I didn't go like deep on it (laughs) but I was getting a good um uh reaction to the entire thing of puzzle like it became like a daily thing like puzzle where <laughs> am i in the puzzle and people were i mean they were mostly people i knew it wasn't like yeah. strangers but they were like oh like where's puzzle time today like if i missed a day <laughs> so getting that reaction made me keep going because then after i finished the puzzle then there i became like i made myself like a pretend influencer <laughs> but i was like making fun of influencers like i was like a beauty influencer for a day and used like the spray hair dye. <laughs> I was a fashion influencer and did like uh, reviews on the same type of legging for that I was wearing like every day. I did a, a whole, I did a lot of cooking things. So yeah. and people wanted more of it. So mm-hmm. I continued to share more of me kind of, yeah. That is, I love that, like, entertainment. Like, you were just out there, like, trying to entertain yourself during mm-hmm. that time, and others were just, like, eating it up. That Exactly. Yeah. I that. And I love the humor. Yeah. Like, that's such an easy way, I feel like, to, like, it makes it a little bit easier. You're like, ah, I'm being funny. If other people laugh at me, like, it's okay, because it's supposed to be a joke, right? Right, right. <laughs> we're, we're laughing together. Yeah. You're not laughing at me, you're laughing with me. Exactly. <laughs> and at that time, I think it was such, you were free to do anything at that time in your home. Um, but yeah, I think that the creativity got huge at that time, like TikTok blew up and all that kind of stuff. From that became yeah. TikToks and all that kind of stuff. So I think that was just a time, like a moment in time where we were all stuck in the same struggle. So we were all connecting. Yeah. On the same issue, basically. So yeah. how did you take puzzle time and like entertaining <laughs> yourself during the pandemic and your friends and turn that into a business? Into a business? Yeah. <laughs> right. Good question. <laughs> um, yeah. 
like I said, I always wanted my own business, but and mm-hmm. I knew I had the skill of storytelling, but I didn't really know like what a business could look like. And more to, again to entertain myself, I started um, investing in master classes and mm-hmm. coaching things. I had I had never heard of the coaching space until around pandemic times. So I started taking all these classes, low ticket, very like. Most, a lot of free things, a lot of like $37 things yeah. and <clears throat> to help me understand what my business was. Like some okay. of the, some of the classes were like how to find what your business is in 90 days or like what I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that sounds great. Tell me. Yeah. So I remember I took a certain masterclass and there was maybe like 50 women in it. And, uh, we got to chat. Like it was, it was a, a safe place where we could yeah. actually all like talk to each other it didn't feel like 50 people like it was somewhat mm-hmm. intimate and I shared that I was I had a travel blog and I was a writer and I blogged and all a lot of the women started coming to me asking me well how do I start a blog what do I do to make my website better what yeah. like how do I write this and all that kind of stuff and the more questions I was asked the more I was like maybe this is the thing. (laughs) Maybe what I know, they don't know. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is a business. And that's when I dug more into coaching. Like what is coaching? Because I think, so I knew, I know I can write and I can tell a good story, but I think everyone can do that. And it was figuring out that, oh, not everyone can do that. Like that's not a skill that everyone has. Like but mm-hmm. people need and want that in their own businesses. Yeah. So I think understanding that first was huge. <laughs> that my zone of genius is not everyone's zone of genius. And I think no. as newer business owners, or newer business owners in general, I think that's a huge thing that they have to figure out. <laughs> Figuring out really that you even the sim- what you think is so simple and so obvious, not everybody knows that not everybody is an expert in in what you are an expert in Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the that's the perfect thing to take and like turn in to a business that's just so second nature to you you're like well Mm -hmm. duh you know I've been doing it since I was a child (laughs) yes I love how that just like so naturally found you and Mm -hmm. how those women in that master class with you just like completely validated your business idea for you before you even like had that business yeah, idea. I exactly. I had no I, I had a blog and no business, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I knew cool. a blog wasn't a business, but I'm like, how do I turn that into a business? And once I did uncover the coaching space and what I could do, then I invested hardcore in coaching. I'm coaching for myself, mm-hmm. got certified in a in a coach certificate and learned how to coach and all that kind of stuff. And then um so I got educated on once I figured out what my business was, I did educate myself on how to do it. Yeah. Um, and then I had my first paying client in August of 2021. So it was a journey, Incredible. but I got there. <laughs> Incredible. So now you like you are a coach, you have clients. When you're working with your clients, what does that look like? Like, what are you guys working through? What are you teaching them? Like, you know, how do you do what you do? Yeah, yeah. So I created a um, a story method that I use uh, mostly in my group program, but I use it for some one-on-one clients as well. And it kind of walks you 
through the first part is uncovering your whole story. And we'll go back to that in a second. But then we do the whole ideal client, figuring out your business, what, who's your ideal client, who should you be marketing to, how you should be marketing, content creation around that kind of stuff. But the first step is uncovering your story. And because to me, knowing your own story, reflecting on it, writing it out, if possible, um, helps with all the other things. <laughs> it helps creating, it's a never ending well of content that you can go back to having, knowing your story and having it sitting there waiting for you. Um, Cause you don't have to share the entire life story at one time. <laughs> you can pull pieces of it out all the time when you're creating content, but you're also going to create offers from that story. The things that you have learned, you will take you will create offers around that. It's your marketing. It's your brand. Your story is your literal brand. So yeah. that's why I have my clients do that first, is write their story. And I feel like it may be a little overwhelming <laughs> to start things out. But by the end, they get it. They, if they trust the process, they understand the point of, of they might not understand it in the when, when I say here do this mm-hmm. <laughs> they might not understand it then but by the end they're like oh that makes a lot of sense now thank you for doing that <laughs> so for someone who does <clears throat> like they feel that overwhelm they're like I have you know 30 years of backstory here how do I gather this and then more importantly like how do I share this and make it value added or like make it make sense with my brand. So for someone who's feeling overwhelmed like that, what are some like tips or tricks that you have on like getting started, but also like kind of getting comfortable with sharing that vulnerability or like that more personal side of yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I try and have them break it down into what I call, uh, break down their whole story into what I call transformational moments. So it's transformational moment is like an event or a thing that happened in your life that launched you into a new space. So you were here, I was over here working as a travel editor, things were great, dream, dream job, a pandemic happened, an event happened. And Mm -hmm. now I'm over here um, with my own coaching business. So it's like a beginning, middle and end type of thing. So beginning, dream job, but it's not the beginning of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. just a moment of your life, beginning mm-hmm. of that transformational moment. I was working as a travel editor. Middle is the event. And, and the event can be big or small. It can be a, a layoff in a pandemic, or it can be you read a book and it was created some sort of like ripple effect, or mm-hmm. you, you made a puzzle. <laughs> you made it, you built the, or created a puzzle or whatever. whatever that's called when you make a puzzle (laughs) um and that little moment got you to the end the quote-unquote end Mm -hmm. of that transformational moment and i have them outline their transformational moments not like sit there and write detail pages upon pages of your story if you just even just write the event like i was laid off in the pandemic and then you can go back to that later and expand Mm -hmm. and look at the beginning middle and end before event and after of each transformational moment, it helps break it, break your life story down. And it's less overwhelming in Mm -hmm. that way because you have numerous transformational moments and 
there's usually your main one, like my main one is being laid off in the pandemic, but I can make it short or long. I can add in the puzzle time part or not <laughs> and expand on it or just tell the brief little paragraph of it. So having that's the main one, but the other recently I was helping a client with transformational moments and I was thinking about my own and I went back to childhood and I was like, Oh my God, I went to, um, what was it? Uh, take your daughter to work day with my dad, like a million years ago. Yes. <laughs> and I realize now 30, 20 years later, 30 years later, that that day made me want to be a business owner. Oh so my like, gosh. That's a transformational moment that I didn't even realize until now, until I spent time like reflecting on it. So having your main one, your most recent one of laid off of the pandemic, started my business. Like that's the main one that you're going to repeat in your business all the time. But mm -hmm. then you can go back further or as you grow, there will be more things that happen, more events that happen. Um, and just jotting those transformational moments now to then pull from to mm -hmm. create content. That's, that's email that you could write to your email list. That's many a reel <laughs> and many a, a carousel post. Yeah. Um, and just, teachings that you can do with your clients for sure. I love how you broke that down in so much like more simple terms. It isn't like, you know, we have to block out your entire life story. Like how you said, it could be something as simple as like you read a book um, exactly. and what kind of transpired after that. Uh, because then like, there are so many stories that we have to share when you really exactly look at it that way. Mm -hmm. So for someone who's like, okay, cool. I have like, <laughs> I, yeah, this makes sense. Like I have some stories to share how, or I guess like in your mind, what is the importance or the value that sharing these stories can add to either like your business, your brand, or to your potential clients? Why should we share our stories? I think it, it goes back to the no like and trust of the person that you're buying from. Like it's, Love it's that. that simple. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like when you know the person and you know their struggle or that they have even had a struggle. Cause I feel like on Instagram, it's all like, look at my 10 K month or whatever. And you don't see how that person got there sometimes. Like they didn't all, they didn't start day one with 10 K. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so sharing those, struggles and messes is is rounding out your whole self because it's not always perfect and i think it just balances out education and like serving your clients like mm -hmm. those are great you absolutely want to educate on what you do and serve your clients and or, or in the social media world with content and help to teach them and help them in whatever your your thing is but they also just want to know about you. I mean, we're all curious and just want to know. I mean, that's kind of what social media, the point of social media is to find things out. Reality TV, we, they are, those people are no one, but they become someone because we want to watch them. That is so true. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I'd never really thought about that. Like truly like yeah. nobody, but because we see their life, we see inside of what's going on. Same with like any of our favorite influencers. Like exactly you just kind of get addicted and you want to you want to keep up you want to know what's right. going on um right. and 
and you get addicted by knowing the personal stuff more than like the five tips for whatever. Like you want to know the inside scoop of, of the person. Yeah. I feel like that's just kind of human nature, that curiosity. I love right. that. That's mm-hmm. such a good point. Um, yeah. You and I have worked with the same business coach and she always yes. says like, <laughs> I'm always more attracted to people when I, like, I know them, I know something mm-hmm. about them or they're vulnerable and I can relate to them as opposed to like someone else I might be looking to invest with, but I, I can't relate to her. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think relating to me, I personally relate to who like this, this struggle. <laughs> like if you're perfect, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> like, if, cause I'm not perfect. Like I mess up. I have like the things don't, that don't work out. So when I see someone else sharing, like I might hold you on a pedestal. I'm like, Oh wow. She's making millions. Like I could never work with her because she's just so successful. I could never live up to that. So, but then when they share like, oh, well, actually I made no money last week, last month or last year or whatever. Actually, my last three programs, didn't. no one bought them. Like knowing that I can see myself in that person. I've had those same issues. So now you are not on a pedestal. Now I see my, I can just see myself in you and I want to work with you. <laughs> Yeah, which sounds backwards. Like I realize that sounds very odd. Like, oh, you suck. So I want to work with you. <laughs> it really does. And I feel like there's there's so much fear um, in people's minds who are like scared about opening up because of that, thinking that that will mm-hmm. discredit them or people won't want to work with them because their programs aren't selling. But right. that is relatable because I mean, that is like, that's the reality of right. business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like that really helps break the stigma, maybe not even stigma, just like what we're dealing with on social media right now in yeah. the perfection that mm-hmm. everyone is portraying that like their life is so perfect. Right. And it does like it feels unattainable because then you're right. You're sitting here and you're like, oh my gosh, like the business is so hard, but it looks so easy for her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think that's yeah. so important. So, mm-hmm. th- and this is something that I've personally struggled with. So I'm interested to hear your, your take on this, your input for someone that is like, okay, yeah, I'm struggling. Like I'm a, I'm a real human, but like they have this need or almost like a feeling that they have to show up as perfect um, on social media. What are some like baby steps, um, whether it's like actual postings on social media or it's mindset, like how do you go from being like, I am perfect. I am prim and proper. Everything in my life is great. And that's how it is on social media too, to being like, here's my reality and like opening up and being comfortable sharing that, you know, what is kind of that advice that you give to your clients when it comes to starting to get vulnerable on social? Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I, <clears throat> I think one, you need to know your best way of expressing yourself. Like I personally express myself best through written word. So I can get way more vulnerable in an email to my email list mm-hmm. than I can talking on, on stories. So a lot of times I start there if it's like a extra vulnerable type of thing that I want to share. I'll, I'll do it in email first and then repurpose it 
for social media once like that went well <laughs> and email like there's no real like people you see people open your email but like that's hot like there's I hope you read it thanks like there's no <laughs> likes or comments there so it's just out there and then mm-hmm. you write it and hit send and it's done um and you don't have to really like see it again like you do on social media so I feel like that for me that's just a safe place because I prefer writing I know a lot of not everybody does but I then like to repurpose that email into a caption and I literally will copy and paste from the email into a caption or make it like a text real type thing. Um, Cause saying it, and then maybe eventually I say it on stories. Like it takes me a couple steps to say it on stories or it goes the reverse. It depends on how vulnerable uh, mm-hmm. the thing is. But I think knowing the way you like to express yourself the most, start with that one whatever if it's if you like to talk to stories because they disappear in 24 hours and it's not on your feed forever mm-hmm. maybe that's where you do it or you type it out you don't have to speak it you can type it out on stories and then it disappears in 24 hours and you're safe again <laughs> so um but yeah i think knowing how you like to express yourself or it's, or maybe it's on a podcast you just mm-hmm. speak into the mic and put it out into the world and that's that. And I think that is a key thing also doing it and sending it. And that's it. Like, do yeah. not look back at it. <laughs> Don't review it. Just send. <laughs> yes. Just send. Hit send. Full send. I love that. Yes. That, that was awesome advice. I love that. Like find the medium that you're comfortable with and start there. And then, yeah. And then you can kind of expand, you can repurpose it from there. But you're so right. Like if you aren't comfortable talking on camera, it's going to make it so much harder to be vulnerable. And I like that. I feel like it is a little bit easier to be vulnerable when you aren't talking to the camera. Yeah. When it is is something written. Oh, that was Mm -hmm. wonderful (laughs) advice. Like even for me, like I'm taking it and I will be utilizing that. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. So so cool. So tell me, okay, so like you have this business, you've built this incredible coaching (laughs) business and you've really kind of like 180'd your career from Mm -hmm. being in corporate, from being that person who like your life is dictated by the corporation that you work for. Mm -hmm. And now you're an entrepreneur and we all know that that's not easy. Um, but you know, it it has its perks, but tell me a little bit, like, how do you balance life and being a successful entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a struggle. (laughs) It's a roller coaster. (laughs) Entrepreneurship is absolutely a roller coaster. Um, but I think stepping away is kind of, it is important not being like, I'm thinking about my business constantly (laughs) at all times of the day there is something I'm like oh and then that and then this and this and six months from now I'll do that and then tomorrow I'm gonna do this like all of that is running through my head at all times so trying to just literally turn off and however that works for you is, Mm -hmm. is a great thing to do go for a walk go have a spa day like whatever you can do to turn off but I also think um 
for me, I notice I start to feel more overwhelmed when I start consuming more and not creating. Like I need to create. Mm -hmm. But once, like I'll just if I'm just constantly scrolling and like, oh, look at that reel, look at that reel. Oh, and I don't. I'm not a huge comparison person, but I think I'm subconsciously comparison comparing myself when I'm just constantly scrolling. Mm-hmm. And I'll notice like, oh, wow, you haven't like made a reel or written anything in like a couple weeks or a couple days, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to do that. Like I have to be creative to like, it's like an outlet for me just yeah. seeing, getting words out or getting a story out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, when that starts happening for me, I definitely need to consume less and create more. So it's turning off, but it's also just creating for yourself in whatever, like maybe you paint or maybe you read a book, like whatever creativity is for you. Yeah. If it's not making reels, like I enjoy making reels sometimes. Um, while that is still business related, like it's kind mm-hmm. of fun for me. Yeah. Um, so I think just consuming less and creating more definitely so important. helps with the balance. Yeah. I love that. So what is it for you? that like when you turn off, like what is it that gets your mind off of business? How do you turn off? Oh man, lately I haven't been. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll take that back. I just actually recently started, um, I, did, I did a mindset VIP day. I had never really done mindset work and yeah. it's needed now. <laughs> a year and a half into my business, I'm like, oh, okay. This is what they're talking about with the oh mindset stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I did a VIP day and now I'm doing like a 30 days integration after the VIP day and there's journaling every day and it's only been like three days so far, but uh, (laughs) it's, it's, I feel it being different, like just journal and I'm journaling about business things sometimes, but Mm -hmm. just getting my thoughts and my feelings out onto like a piece of and right hand writing it. My handwriting is horrible, horrible, but I will never go back and read this. So it's fine. (laughs) But I think that's kind of how I'm turning off. Like I'm starting my day with this random journaling and it's setting my day up for less stress and more calm and all that stuff. But then like reality TV at nighttime, like that. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah, always that's things, always a good cure. <laughs> yes. All things bravo. That that's how I turn off. Absolutely. Yeah. Or and go and I go. I'm trying to make myself go for walks. I was better at that and now I'm not. And I know that's part of why I need the mindset work. And that just getting outside and going for a walk is like huge for resetting. Absolutely. I, so you kind of answered one of my questions a little bit. I was curious since you like started off as a child, like writing in your diary, is that something you still kind of keep up with like journaling or is that something that's kind of like more new to you with the mindset work you're doing? I kept a journal until college and I've like all through high school. And then when college became a little too like stressful, (laughs) it was too, I had homework to do. Um, (laughs) But it was more of like, it made sense that I went into journalism because my my personal journals was literally telling the story of like what happened last night type of thing. So, um, but then it stopped for in from college for probably till now, <laughs> probably till the last like year. I I always I because I'm always my career was writing, so yeah. I wasn't gonna then come home and journal, or I wasn't gonna then. Right so in the morning, start my day with journaling and then go yeah. write three articles for work. Um, 
So it became work and not like fun anymore. Yeah. I think since starting my business, I'm more, I'm, I'm writing what I want to write about. So my journaling is kind of what I just share with my people. Like, yeah, just, I've made them one thing. Um, but then I'm like really journaling with this mindset stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that is different definitely than what I share, but I, I'm, it's fun to get back into just writing what I want to write. Cause I hadn't written what I wanted to write for decades. So, yeah. I love that. That makes me so happy that you're kind of able to like dive back in to that passion yeah. because I feel like yeah. everyone can kind of relate to that. Like in some aspect, like something that you used to love, like started mm-hmm. to feel like, or, or, like it became yeah. not enjoyable. So you just, you stopped. Um, yep. I love that. And it's so true mm-hmm. with you on social media too, that like, it's kind of like your online diary. It and, is. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. I love that. So um, what is one lesson that you've learned in your career journey, whether that was in corporate or whether that's in your entrepreneurial journey now? Um, But what is one lesson that you have learned that you want to share with the audience so they might be able to avoid the same pitfall? Yeah, Um, I think, I mean, it's it's basic, but it's just start. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) Do the thing I have told I tell a story that um there is a point to this and I will answer your question so bear with me for a second you're a storyteller bring it on (laughs) (laughs) I uh, was on a a work trip in Costa Rica years ago and we did like a waterfall adventure thing and like I was standing you had to like jump off the cliff thing. I mean, it was very small. It was by no means like that dangerous. It sounds cooler than it was. It was a baby. <laughs> but you jumped off the cliff into a waterfall and it was my turn. And they were like, our guide was standing there with us. He was literally like scrolling his phone, like was so not like had no care in the world, like standing on the edge of a cliff. Like he does this every day type of thing. And I step up or like walk over the rope and I'm like staring down like and my knees are wobbling I'm like oh no, no my god and he like doesn't even look up from his phone and he's like the longer you stand here the worse it's gonna be he's like you should just jump and I was like oh my god it was as if like the heavens opened and like he just told me like the meaning of life <laughs> like I was like he's so right like I'm like the longer I stand here the worse it is getting yeah like, oh, should just jump and I did, and it was great. Like, it was fun. And yeah. I didn't have to do it again. But <laughs> I now taking that advice into business that the longer you, like, anticipate it, the longer you build the anxiety around it, the harder it's going to be and the worse it's going to feel. So, like, just jump and do it and just start and figure it. Start swimming when you hit the waterfall at the bottom. <laughs> You'll oh figure it out. <laughs> That was so good. Say that louder for the people in the back. Turn that up. That was so good. And then they're like, once you hit the bottom, just like start swimming. Like just, you'll figure it out. Oh, so true. I I can totally relate to that. Like heights are not my thing. Like I can remember like being on the high dive and being like, "Ah," and it just gets worse as opposed to just like run up there and jump. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to that yeah. the tour guide yeah, in Costa Rica. Costa Rican guy. 
<laughs> I can like literally see him just scrolling on his phone. Like he was so unfazed. Like he's like, "Yep, just another day at the office. Like you just jump." Wow. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so calm because he already knows yeah. the meaning of life. He knows the secret. <laughs> yes. That is really impactful. Wow. Yeah. Well, do the thing. Do the damn thing. Oh, Courtney, thank you so much for this conversation. I have an actual like page full of notes on things that you were saying. This was incredible. And I feel like it was so value added. And I know the audience will feel the same. So please let everyone know where they can find you and how they can connect with you and learn more about storytelling and your coaching and all the things. Yes, yes. I am um, Go Love Your Story on Instagram, and I love having conversations in in the DMs, so my DMs are always open. I want to hear your story, (laughs) so say hello, give me a follow, say hello, and I'm I'm happy to chat always. And my one-on-one coaching, I'm always enrolling for my one-on-one coaching, so DM me. Love to chat. Amazing, amazing. I'll have all that info in the show notes as well. Um, So listeners, you can go check it out there and go head over to Courtney's page and connect with her for even more insight. Thank you so, so much, Courtney, for joining us. Thank you. This is awesome. Yes. Thank you for being on the Female CEO Show.